AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 49, season 10 of the Fighting Cop podcast. This is a podcast that's backed by William Mill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. We're joined today by Billy T. Hello, hello. I don't know what that, like, why I do that when getting people on. Like, just do the. It's a bit dance intro, mate, wasn't it? It's like a, Was it? Fucking, I feel like a dance player, mate. Billy T. Yeah. Yeah. I need some fucking uh, entrance music now. Are you hyped? Uh, well, not really <laughs> after yesterday, mate, but a bit more hyped after hearing that. <laughs> and uh, Ricky. Evening. <laughs> What's happening? Um, boys, like, you know, the, it, we'll, we'll, you know, bearing in mind, there will be some of those dirty little slugs listening to this. Like they win one little game against us in North London Derby, and it's like they've, they've had a child that's been born. Like, do you remember the days? Do you remember the days where they they would dismiss uh, the North London derby like it was our FA Cup final? You'd think that they'd won the World Cup after beating us at home. It's not something we haven't done to them this season already. Four months ago, we'd done the same thing to them. So, yeah, uh, to be fair to them, it's a it's a um, it's a big win for them, isn't it? Because it's taken them from tenth place to um, to tenth place. So huge, huge win for them. Fair play to them. They're level Fuck on points. Sake, Billy, I was just about to say that. <laughs> They're level, yeah. on points, Prick. level on points of Aston Villa. So fucking fair play, lad. Well done. Well done. Yeah, and, and it's not even we're not being bitter. I mean, and, and I think it's our, our you know it's our entitlement to be bitter when losing to Arsenal. And it's not like we don't appreciate the magnitude of the game but it's just a few years ago they were saying that this meant nothing to them because of what Spurs have done in the last few few years last five years it's suddenly become the the very biggest game of their season so in a way even though they won we won <laughs> which you know what I mean this is like they like don't get me wrong it was painful watching it no one you never want to lose to Arsenal like all the shit we talked about on the podcast over the last 10 years you know, we, we we understand what it means to hate Arsenal more than they understand what it means to hate Tottenham. We hate Arsenal for, because of every fibre of their being, everything that they, everything that they are, and why they exist, and all of their history is the reason why we hate them. They hate us now because of what happens on the football pitch, which is why they're so insignificant and stupid, and and really. Um, it's, it's almost embarrassing. They're they're almost embarrassing. Um, yeah, but but we, we've got a legitimate reason to hate them. They only hate us when oh, oh well your team's got money. You got Harry Kane. Then now now you're hating us. Before we used to hate you because of what happened before because we know our history. You don't know fuck all. You all, all, your entire world is encapsulated by what happens on the football pitch. Like. Oh, well, it just so happens that Smith Rowe 
uh, and, and Saka are, are great now. Like four months ago, you, you, most of you wanted Arteta's head on a plate. Fucking pathetic. But, you know, well done. 2 1. Congratulations. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter about results because at least we don't have Piers Morgan and Osama bin Laden as our fans. So, yeah. fuck them. Yeah. Fuck you, them. Do, you know, do you know the. Um, do you know the uh, the the mental aptitude that Piers Morgan showed when a man questioned his relationship with Meghan Markle so much so that he had to walk off was peak Arsenal. <laughs> In a nutshell, isn't it? In a nutshell, that is them to a teammate. It is. It is. So, it doesn't matter how many times you beat us, we will never be you. We will never, ever be you. And I wouldn't swap a single thing on this planet if 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 there was a situation where you would be, I would become Arsenal. Never, never. I would never, ever, ever consider it. it was, it's that the thought makes my stomach turn, and that's on the back of a defeat. Anyway, Ricky, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. All good, all good. I'm, I feel better after listening to that actually. So, um, yeah, um, the scum, the the little pigs. It's nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the the goals they scored as well yesterday. You know, uh, Deflecky and uh, like uh, a dubious penalty as well. So it's like if we were completely played off the park, um, and they were, you know, like like when we used to play them, and they were they were always above us and stuff like that. And now that you know that this is going to be like we're still four points ahead of them. So this, this, you know, it could be the, the, is it like the fifth season where we, we finish above them? So when they play us, it, it means a lot more than it used to. And you can tell. And, um, yeah, just, uh, just move, we'll, we'll move on. We've got a cup, cup final to look forward to. Basically one foot in, in the uh, quarterfinals of Europa League as well. And um, we've still got our eye on the fourth spot. So... Fuck those little cunts. Billy, um, Spurs in it, he says, uh, why do you think he had Oria on the bench then failed to put him on after that Doherty performance? Yeah, I think I think that was the biggest problem for me. I think, you know, Doherty and Bale was always going to work well when we have a lot of the ball and we attack teams. If we're sitting back and defending, it's just a nightmare because Bale does not track back um, anywhere near as much as someone like Bergwijn or someone. And um, Doherty is not a strong defender. He, you know, he got absolutely rinsed time and time again by Tierney. Um, I thought, I honestly thought, you know, Jose's done it a lot this season as well. He's put on half-time subs. I honestly thought he was going to hook Doherty for uh, Oreo at half-time, but it just didn't happen. I don't know. The thing is with Oreo, he's just come back from an injury, and it? It, might, it might be something to do with that. Who knows how fit he actually is. I know when he came back uh, a couple of weeks ago, he got taken off. Um, Played in the Europa League, but is, is, he, is he fully fit? But for me, that was our biggest problem all game. It was Doherty on the right-hand side, and, you know, it ended up costing us the game. He hasn't really done it at all for us, has he? Like, since since he joined, it just became clear from the very instant that he's just not good enough. It's, it, you know, this isn't this isn't about criticising someone who, perf- like, didn't perform against Arsenal. It's just he hasn't performed all season. He's not. He isn't at the level that we need, need our right back to be if we want to go on and achieve things. Um, and I, it was, it I wasn't even, for, 
Do you feel for him as well? Because, you know, we, we bought him from a team that plays um, five at the back every single game as a wing back. And we don't play him. We play him in a back four. Um, yesterday, we left him with absolutely no protection whatsoever in a back four against, you know, Tierney and Saka and Smith Rowe. Um, three players, with, you know, loads and loads of pace. And, you know, we sort of threw him into the Lions yesterday. But if we're going to sit back and we're going to defend and we're going to allow teams that much possession, Doherty is not the right back for, for that role at all. So is that, is that an issue with what Jose Mourinho did? Do you think, Billy? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think I think he got it wrong yesterday. To be honest, um, I, I think before the game, a lot of people were expecting Doherty to start because he has done recently and he's done okay. Hasn't done. He's never really taken a game by the scruff of the neck and oh, he's had a brilliant game though. He's done all right. Um, but it's just if we're going to play with him, we can't sit back like that, like we did, because it's just going to cost us. And he, and he, and he did. Uh, Rick, we had a question from Kieran. Uh, N17, he says, was our recent progress a lie or was yesterday just a blip? Uh, I don't think our recent progress was a lie and I think yesterday was a blip. And the reason being is because we, for the teams that we that we um, played against in the Europa League and the Premier League, we, we started on the front foot and we, we were attacking and we looked to um, kill the game off early, uh, and we we played with confidence, and we committed people going forward. And yesterday was a total kind of um, going back to when we've played against City and and the the um, the harder teams where we've just put everyone behind the ball and looked to the counter. But the more that's happened, it's the more. It's given the other team the confidence to to string some passes together, um, which p- pinned us in even more. And it's it was kind of like where we've been playing some really good attacking football and, and and starting off in a positive way and being on the front foot to then revert back to that. I think players um, looked uncomfortable. I think um, Sanchez and Toby in the first half when they were kind of. Um, knocking it to each other, like not really knowing what to do uh, and who to pass to. Again, as well, with um, Hoybier, where he was kind of um, a little bit like uh, an excitable puppy and he'd go racing out, but the but the, the Arsenal players were just turning him really easily uh, and just getting rid of him. Um, and again, exactly like what, um, what Bill was saying about um, Doherty, that he it's it's hard to pin it all on uh, like I don't want to pin it all on Doherty and because uh, because that is unfair and Bale should have helped out and even when uh, back when Oreo was uh, playing like right wing back and then Sissoko used to kind of shift in and cover him um, that wasn't happening when um, Doherty was trying to push forward and people were covering him so he was he was having to do a lot on his own. Um, but again, I think that is it's a wake up call to to Jose that he got he got his tactics wrong and that. Do you think that def- I, the defensive part of, of that game? Because it did look like the way we played previously, where we'd beaten Arsenal last year. Uh, you know, last year um, we we'd beaten uh, Man City, beaten Man United, beaten Southampton away significantly. It using that tactic. Was that? Do you think that that was down to Jose Mourinho or the players going back into their skin? Because the last five or six games, we've been really getting at uh, at teams and getting significant results. Not I know some of them are lesser opponents, and you'd expect it to some degree. 
But we, I, we ha- yeah. So go on. That's no, fine. No, I, I, when we started, it, we just looked really nervous, um, and it's like, yeah, you can tell it was a North London derby, and it was just the, the way that we started. It, it just gave me kind of, um, I, I suppose. They, they they took the game by the scruff of the neck and and they they went first. They, they were on the offensive first, and we should have, if we were going to be playing that uh, that way, that that we would have at least hit them back or at least tried to get a foothold into the game. But like twenty minutes gone, we didn't even we didn't even look like we were trying. It was just we were just kind of coming back in on ourselves. Um, but I, I, again, you know, we we all know Mourinho plays. Um, you know conservative football and I just think it was one of those times where we are seven points clear well we were seven points clear and I don't think I think if we we held our own held our shape it was hard to break down that in the second half we could have gone on uh, with the players that we have uh, and nicked a goal and, and taken the points I don't think going to Arsenal and being gung-ho would have been um, Mourinho's tactic no, I said I said last week that I, I think the best thing to, to to would be to go there and be defensive and try and hit him on the counter. But it's very difficult to do that if one of the in, the most intrinsic part of that counter attacking um, tactic or dynamic was Hummin Son, and he's pulled out with a hamstring after eleven minutes. And fuck, I mean, we literally talked about it on the podcast, saying how good our injury record is. We've only got Lacelso. Injured and uh, and um, you know the fact that perhaps the way we played previously meant that um, you know that our players are fresh that there's no muscle injuries. Eleven minutes into North London derby, fucking hammy on Huminson, which made it made it very difficult, very very difficult. Um, Lamella came on and had. Well, I mean, this is another thing we talked about: was Lamella never being sent off ever for Tottenham, uh, and he did. He should have been sent off about eight times, to be fair. Yeah, uh, but not not in this game necessarily. But you know, just through through the years as a uh, as a Tottenham player, he came on and done bits. Though he he was he was the only player I felt that you know there was an element of gung ho and an element of recklessness about his players as he is the way he plays football. But out of everybody on that pitch, it felt like he was the one who understood what a North London derby is about. Yeah, Billy, it was the think? most. It was it was the most Lamella game in the history of Lamella, wasn't it? It was like if you could sum up his entire Spurs career in one game, that would be exactly it. Because <laughs> he came on, he was pressing people, he was fouling people, he was getting in their faces, um, and he was the only one doing that, by the way, out of the entire team. Um, <clears throat> he scored a Rabona. He, he's I, you have to admire his like total dedication to never ever ever using his right foot. It's like. It's insane how <laughs> he lengths he'll go to avoid doing it. And then I think the only way it could have been even more Lamella is if he'd have got injured as he was walking off the pitch getting sent off. But, um, mm. you know, but to be honest, the whole thing reminded me of what they reminded me of playing against them was when we played them under Pochettino and we had Ben Taleb and Mason and we were pressing them all over the place and they looked terrified. It was a total role reversal yesterday. We looked absolutely terrified. Lamella coming on was the only one who sort of gave it, gave it back to them a bit. Um, so you have to respect him for that. And he did take it too far. He was obviously, he was, you know, any, anyone could see that he was going to get sent off in that game. He got, you know, got away with a lot of um, tackles, even when he was on a yellow card. So it was always going to happen. But 
that's what you want in a derby. You need more players like that. And fair play to him for, for being the only one that did it. And the thing is, it, it, feels, it feels bad, but it's not like... like, it's, just a, like it's, it's just another derby, right? It's another North London derby. This shit, the, every game plays out almost similar to this. Like, one team is pressing, one team counterattacks, one team scores the early goal and, and, and you know, gets pegged back. It happens all the time. This is just another game. This is a part of being a scum fan or, or, or a Tottenham fan when living through the North London derbies. You just, you had to, to a certain element, you just got to take your medicine. When it happens, the Bragg and Wright's with them. You have to accept all of their muggy little behaviour. And, you know, do you know <clears throat> what I found is when we beat Arsenal, I just live in this nice sort of smug atmosphere. I don't go on social media. I don't ring up my Guna mate. I don't really have many Guna mates, but the few that I do know, I don't text them. I don't talk to them. I don't like my, my, um, my silence is my authority over them. Right. The minute we lose to them, it's like, they've, 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 like I said, like they've won an FA cup. They've won, won the league. And there's a guy I know, a bloke called Guy, Ricky, you'll know him. I do. Um, and I remember him saying to me when, I, I think it was under um, Redknapp, and we beat them, or it might be, it might have been uh, AVB, whoever, whoever it was, we, we beat them. And he said, the worst part of this is that we didn't, I, I, I didn't receive a single message from any Spurs fans I know. That's the worst part. So when they beat us now, how significant it is for them just shows the, the, the seismic shift in the power in North London. And they, they may finish above us this season. They may not. Whatever, it, whatever is the case, something's happened in North London where it's so much more significant to them than it used to be. Um, these are just all the thoughts that have been going through my head over the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, we've got a question from Nick. He says, how different would our season look like if we had a progressive manager like Nagelsmann? We've dropped a lot more points this season due to Jose's pragmatism. Do you boys agree? I think it's difficult to tell. Uh, you know, who knows? Um, because I think a lot of our problems come d- often come down to the fact that a lot, few of our players just aren't good enough. You know, they have... Um, <clears throat> it's the me- mentality within our players is a... Is one of these forward-thinking coaches going to change that? Who knows? It's, it's a huge, huge gamble. It might well change it. It might well not. Um, and if you look at someone like Hassan Hootel, who was being praised all over the shop at the beginning of the season, people talking about him being the next big thing. You know, Southampton are on a huge losing streak now. They lost again at home to Brighton yesterday. So these managers come and go. Who knows? It, you know, I do think there's a good chance that we could get Nagelsmann in summer, and it might, and hopefully, if that does happen, could hopefully reignite us. But... It's just such a gamble. You, but, you don't, it's not like as easy as just hoping one of these guys comes in and totally transforms our club. There's no, you know, there's so much work to do. Absolutely no guarantee that any manager coming in will transform our club at, at, at all. Like, it, would Nagelsmann come in next season and score 102 goals in the calendar year? The only time we scored more at this point, according to the commentary against Arsenal, was 1962. You know, that, that, that no matter how good Birkenshaw or how good Pochettino was or how good Venables was back in the day, they didn't achieve what, in terms of scoring goals, what Jose Mourinho has done. And that's not to say that he's better than them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not even defending Jose Mourinho right now because I was upset with the way we approached that game. 
But there's no like people thinking there's a quick fix by just getting Nagelsmann in because he's he's the um, you know the the hot ticket. The, he, he's like the the name on everybody's lips. For me, like, I mean, like, like Mourinho at the moment. I mean, Nagelsmann. He's um, he, he's done well, and but the the, the, the leagues are the leagues are completely different. And I just think with the uh, the amount of spotlight on the Premier League, uh, the pressure that comes with it, and he's coming into a league that he's he's not um, coached in or played in, and ha- having to kind of uh, foster a new environment and to bring in bring in his uh, philosophies and stuff and starting again, it's really really hard to be able to um, implement everything that that you would want to. Um, and be given that uh, that breathing space to get those results. With when po- when Poch came in, I don't think any of us were really. Um, I don't think we we had like these massive expectations. We that had no idea. None none of us po- did. When Poch came in, it was going to be right. We got Poch. We're going to get this type of philosophy. We're going to play this way. We're going to get into the Champions League. We're going to you know do this, do that. Um, I think at the time when Poch was uh, appointed, I wanted Benitez. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like he had experience, he'd done stuff and all that rather than Poch. But I don't think, um, like, I I know what uh, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann, whatever, I know know what he's done and how he's um, got Leipzig playing. But I just don't know if, you know, Tottenham is a big club with a lot of pressures, man, and... Mourinho, although you may not like the way that he plays or the way that he conducts himself, the the trophies that he's won speaks for itself. And with the talent that he's got there, he's doing um, he's doing his best, and they're doing their best. But I, I think you know to to probably see the way that he wants us to play and to play to our potential, we'd, we'd have to get a few more signings in, like a centre back and whoever else. But again. It's it's really hard. I mean, I've it said just, it before as well. Like Nagelsmann's like thirty three or something like that. I mean, how it's it's tough for a manager that young to come in and manage a team like Tottenham. We're in March. I think the thing is, sorry, no, go go ahead, Billy. Come. I think the worry with me about Jose is we, you know, he's probably the manager throughout history. He's one of the biggest of all time, if not the biggest manager of all time, who's made it all about mentality and this winning mentality and building like a club. Um, they're just a relentless winning machines. Um, and we kind of thought that's what we'd be getting at Tottenham. But if you look at the, the, the last few months, we've lost to Chelsea, West Ham and Arsenal. And we haven't turned up in any of those three games. So that is a huge worry that we're not, you know, those big those games that mean everything to the fans. We're not turning up in those games. We've been tactically outclassed in all three. Um, and it's been really, really disappointing. Um, and you might put that down to not being any fans in the stadium. There's all kind of other factors you could include. But at the end of the day, we brought in Jose to get this winning mentality and it doesn't seem to have transpired at this moment. Hopefully it could change. We could could end the season with a trophy. But, um, you know, the, the way we played yesterday, would you really back us to beat Man City in that final? If, you know, we sat back yesterday. If we sat, sit back like that against Man City, we're going to be in big trouble. So um, I, I am starting to have my doubts over Jose um, yesterday did sort of bring up a lot of a lot of problems, I think. But I think yes, like before yesterday, none of us had any doubts for after last five games, which we won on the bounce. Like mm. you know, three league games in the Premier League is significant. 
if we would have, if Harry Kane's goal would have counted and that uh, free kick would have gone in, everyone would have been talking about how well we defended. That that would have been the narrative. You lose the game, then the narrative changes completely. I'm not like saying that Jose Mourinho is the one that's going to elevate us to, you know, untold glory. You know, I, I just feel like it's just the the easy the the, the go to th- place for a fan is just to say get Nagelsmann in, like get get him in because he plays attractive football when you know the, the most realistic expectation is that our points amassed and goals scored won't be anything more significant than what Jose Mourinho has achieved. The difference would be, though, is that we're watching football that we, we want to see play. But the last five games before the Arsenal game, we have been seeing that football. Everyone was talking about how how well we were playing, how attack, uh, how attacking we were playing. The bow was back. You know, we were, we were passing beautifully against uh, Crystal Palace when Kane scored that wonder goal. It was all down to the build-up. Like, Kane, you know, he hit a shot from the gods for sure, but... We had an incredible amount of fluidity in before before that goal happened. It's just I just I'm trying my hardest to be guarded about results. And if that wasn't Arsenal and it was another team, then perhaps we'd be a little bit more forgiven. Probably not. I don't know. Um, okay, uh, Jordan Yorof. He says, if Jose wins us a trophy, does he deserve another season, Ricky? Oh man, depends what trophy. Um... I suppose, yeah, he does. You, you, if someone wins, someone wins you a cup. Um, it's, it's a bit of a tough one because you know if we finish what tenth or something like that and we win the league cup, then probably not. Um, but I still think after that performance yesterday, and no matter how disappointed I was um, in it and uh, frustrated that before that we had five games which which we won and we played well. So I, I think it is just a blip um, and we will start to go back to, to winning ways again. And I think we'll get further up the league. And But if you're saying, yeah, I think, no, I, I would definitely give him another go if, if, he, did, if he did win a trophy, yeah. If, no, if Nagelsmann was on, on the table and you're saying like sack Jose bringing Nagelsmann, would you do that? Regardless of what happens, if we win a trophy, would you do that? No. Billy? No, I don't, yeah, I don't think so either because we're a club that is totally starved of trophies. It's been 13 years. You know, all, to be honest, as a fan at this point in time, all I care about is winning trophies. If we win one this year, I think he deserves another shot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but by and large, boys, I, you know, given the, the recent upturn in form, before that game, we were two points off top. If we'd have won the game... Uh, no, we sorry would have been two points off top, uh, off uh, top four if we won the game. Are you like the the result without doubt affected you badly or affected us all badly? But are you hopeful towards the end of the season, Ricky? Do you feel like we can still sort of string some results together? Because we only have to beat the teams that are lesser than us, and we've demonstrated over the last month or two that we can do that. Yeah, I am. I mean, um, so I can't quite remember all of the results. Did uh, Chelsea draw for the weekend. Chelsea drew. Uh, Everton, uh, Everton lost. Everton lost. Um, West Ham lost as well. Um, Villa drew so, as well. Villa drew. So you know what? Uh, so the teams um, it's still got Liverpool to go, but um, 
the the teams above us they they only got a, a point on us but, uh, you know so uh, for me city united and leicester they are they're well gone um so that fourth spot is still up for grabs and the the teams above us they gained one point um so let's put this behind us man fuck it it's a game isn't it um all you got to do is touch yourself off and go again and and hope that we get back to those uh that those the winning ways and pick up the momentum again and yeah I do think we could it's still within um, touch and distance. Rick, is that what you do when you say touch yourself off? Yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Do, have you ever had that when you're like you're proper down in the dumps? You might be coming down off a pill or something like that, and uh, you just think, you know what? If I touch myself off, I'll feel a little bit better. Yeah, wank my way out of the situation. <laughs> That's the best way. Yeah, Any yeah, bad so. situation, if you wank yourself, if, Billy, have you ever wanked yourself out of a situation? Of course, mate. Of course, mate. Um, but you mentioned. Um, if you're coming down from a pill, I don't think that's the best time to do it because you know, it doesn't always work down there, does it, in that situation? So. There's, there's nothing, nothing more demoralising. <laughs> the yeah, only, only thing... is long one when that happens. You can't, you know, you're depressed, coming down, can't even fucking force... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the only... And, and you look down and you say, come on! Come on, for God's sake! The, the, only, the only thing you can actually guarantee, generally, as a man, that if you need a little bit of pleasure, you can always knock one out. You can but coming down with pills, much more difficult. Sometimes, though, I, I find that like that's a challenge. It's a challenge, isn't it? Like, can I do it? If I can... The yeah, the challenge is what gets you through it as well. <laughs> the mood is elevated in the room. Takes your mind off it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Uh, the worst thing, though, is if you can't. If you can't get to it, then you're just left with just... You're just like your limp penis in your fist. And, <laughs> and, and a whole lot of... Uh, the other fist is a whole lot of self-loathing. You catch a glimpse of yourself in like the laptop reflection. Thinking, like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah. What has become of you? As T said, you're nothing more than an animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, William Hill gives give us some odds uh, about finishing in the top four. If you had to give uh, Billy, what 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 would you say William Hill's odds were for finishing the top four for Tottenham right now? Um, I'm guessing Chelsea are favourites at the moment. I'm guessing Liverpool are ahead of us. I'm guessing Everton are more like I'd maybe give us like a eight to one shot. Willie Mill are more confident than you are. They think that Tottenham are still four to one to finish in the top four, which would suggest like the bookies don't. Other than the next manager sacked, which they get wrong all the time. I remember when um, Harry Redknapp was evens to get sacked at Tottenham, and um, I think he went on to manage us for ages after that, but they generally get things right. And um, you know, four to one is about is about right. I, I think. I think we've got a pretty favourable running as well. We've played most of the big teams away now, so who knows? I'd love, I'd absolutely love it. It probably just takes a few wins. Like no team seems to be able to string that many wins together this season. Everyone keeps falling, so you know we could win our next three on the bounce and be right back in it. Well, this is the thing: is that um, one defeat in the Premier League changes the mood of the fan base of any football club. And no doubt against your uh, fiercest rivals, if you lose that game, it's going to have an even greater impact that probably moves yourself away from the reality of the situation more significantly it would than if we got beaten by a West Brom. But, you know, we, we have won three Premier League games. We've lost one. If we win the next one, that's four wins in five. At this point in the season is significant. You've got Aston Villa away, 
next, then Newcastle, then Man United at home, Everton away with faltering, Sheffield United at home, Leeds away, who, you know, who are unpredictable. There's no, uh, then Wolves at home, Villa at home, and then Leicester away. If Leicester are home and dry by the end of the season, you know, perhaps they won't be up for it. But that all of those, to me, are winnable games. And if we turn up and play our best. We can, we can, we, you know, there's no no side there that we can't beat them or we haven't beaten already this season. So, you know, who knows? Who knows Rick, what might happen? Ricky, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine league games left. Yeah. Win them all. Yeah. That's 27 points. <laughs> That's guaranteed to fall, <laughs> Yeah, I, and I can see us doing that as well. Like, I believe. Just, I believe. Just uh, like twenty-seven points. I believe. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, and, that, and that's not even counting the league, the, the you know the uh, English League Cup. You know, beat Man City <laughs> there. Pick up a pick up bag a little trophy there. Europa League. Europa League <laughs> on the way. Basically, Billy, we're going to win the League Cup, right? We are going to win the Europa League and we're going to take 27 points for the remaining games in, in this well, league. We're only, uh, we're only 21 points behind Man City. The league could still be on, you know. Who knows? If we win, C- win them all, Man City are faltering. They're faltering. Yeah, fuck them. Are they it's that good? Billy, are they that, are they that good? Fucking shit, mate. We're going to win the fucking league still. They are fucking shit. We're going to win nine games on the bounce. We're going to win the Europa League and the League Cup. Now you're going to believe us, Ricky. <laughs> totally mate totally <laughs> I'm going to go back to Willie Mill and say what are the odds on that give me the odds on that Whatever, how, how big it is I'm lumping on the kids piggy banks going on I'm going to throw the kids in there how much for two teenage kids in the UK could we ship them off to you know to, to some oh, I just can't say it without <laughs> without being prejudiced so I, can't, I just won't as soon as you went down there, ship them off to. I, I yeah. felt, felt you going now. <laughs> Rick, 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 what's been what I'm good at now is stopping before it falls out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm much better at that. Uh, we're still favourites to finish above Arsenal, four to eleven to finish above Arsenal, and um, for um, Arsenal to f- uh, for, for, for for Arsenal to finish above us, two to one. I don't know what self-respecting Tottenham Hotspur fan out there would. Would um, what's he called it? Hedge Hedgie's bets on uh, Arsenal finish above us. I'd rather not have the money. To be fair, do, do, Billy, do you know any mates who hedge their bets? Like back, nah, back. Nah, I don't, mate. It's because fucking uh, it's loser mentality in it. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like, I'd rather not win that way. Yeah, I could never do it. I could never do it. It's disgusting. Harry Kane is two to one to be uh, the Premier League top goal scorer. Um, do any of you have any? Slight niggling fears that that Harry Kane might might be thinking about leaving the club. Is that entered your brain, Ulrich? Um, he looked a bit um, forlorn. Yeah, he did. He, he did, and I don't know whether that's because he knows how much uh, this game means to everyone, and he knows that everyone was disappointing yesterday. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a single player. I mean, yeah, Lamella uh, showed that intensity and that he wanted it. But equally, um, I, you, everyone could see he was going to get sent off. Man, like he was just. He left a bit on Louise. <coughs> he left a bit on someone else as well. Uh, Xhaka, I think it was. 
Um, but I, I think it's just yeah, disappointment, really disappointment that they that uh, that the whole team couldn't raise their game. And you know what, Harry's like he, he when we're down, he'll drop deep and he'll try and get the ball. And and even he wasn't really at the races until like the last. 10 15 minutes so oh, mate, um, mate, I, I let out a noise that i didn't think my body could emit when when he uh headed that goal and got offside oh, i was just I thinking know, like man. like pegging them back with 10 men that's a storyline indeed but uh wasn't to be the case um there is some positivity though uh spurs are outright favorites to win the europa league three to one with man united and uh, sorry, we're three to one. Man United seven to two, and Arsenal are five to one. No, so, yeah. Would, why not? Would you guys would you guys want to draw them in the Europa League now? For Absolutely a little bit of, fucking uh, not. Chance Reven- of revenge, or would you, would you avoid it? A little bit of a revenge. Is that what you're saying, Rick? Yeah. Do you know what? Right. I, someone said to me, or did, did someone say to me? Or did, I, did I hear it on uh, a pod? I can't remember. Anyway, someone said said about, oh, yeah, we'll take Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. And then they mentioned about drawing Arsenal in the Europa League. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, chill out there. And uh, after this game on Sunday, like before the game, I would have been like, nah, you're right, man. Um, I don't want any of that. Can you imagine getting um, done by by them in Europe? And now, because we've, we've had that loss, um, bring it on, mate. Yeah, you know, I, in, in a weird... Favours the brave, right? And it, just imagine how sweet it would taste if we go through. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking gut punch um, and a penis kick if we lose that game. But if we win, oh, mate, imagine. It would it would cancel out everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I reckon yeah, I'd, yeah. Take, I'd, take a, I'd take a month off work, I think, if we knock them out of the Europa League. And fucking, I'd be up and down all over the shop. I'd never let you know. I know you, I know you mentioned earlier about silence being our, our strength, and I totally agree with that. You know, when we do beat them, I never message my Arsenal fans. But if we knock them out of the fucking Europa League, I would spend my whole fucking days messaging all every Arsenal fan I know. I'd message Piers Morgan, fuck them all. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's Europe, you're allowed to. It's a, a different kettle of fish, completely. yeah, different, yeah, <laughs> absolutely different. Uh, eight to one, we can draw uh, Arsenal in the final. Eight to one. That's how likely it is. Can you actually imagine that? Can you imagine playing them in a final? It would just, oh, mate, it would be the most horrendous. It would be experience ever. Like, oh. And they've already experienced it. Like, I mean, obviously, they, in the same way that we hate Chelsea, they also do. But, you know, we, you know, a little bit for different reasons for us. But, um, you know, they've already experienced it. And that's the thing, boys. That's the thing, is that every game feels significant. Every game feels... Like it's the be all and end all, but football passes, life passes, and getting over a defeat against Arsenal or Chelsea is existentialism in its most purest form because none of it really matters. It's just a big cyclical adventure that we can't get off of. Is that uplifting? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> no, no, that, yeah. Um... No, it's not uplifting. You just, I'm gonna go and kill you myself. Made, you just made you just made me think about life. Then um, that's some, I just want to think about football for the time being, mate. But um... yeah, no, all right, forget it. Let's do the quiz. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes me happy. The quiz. Yeah, let's get let's get the boys in. Um, I've got to make right. a, a, an apology. Hello, Ben. Hello, Connor. Um, uh, right. like, people who, who listened to the quiz last week will remember what. A shambles it was. 
<laughs> um, Connor and Ben, I'm sorry if I let you both down. I, I think no, Connor, no, no, it's all oh, good, mate. <laughs> Connor, you benefited out of it probably more than Ben did, right? Oh, 100%, mate. I think I was a, that was a let off for me personally. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, let's just hear from you two boys like, how, how you've been internal, internalizing the result <laughs> over the last 24 hours, Ben. How, how have you been feeling? Oh, I was talking to Billy before before you started. I just think like, I've got friends that are so far on either side when it comes to Jose, just kind of like proper Jose in, proper Jose out. And I kind of flip between the two. And then as soon as, you know, the last five, you get a bit of a, yeah, we've got momentum here. We go and just revert to type. And I think that's what really frustrates me, just watching it. Like, you could just tell within the first 10 minutes that it's going to be that type of game. Uh, the game itself, it just just played out with no excitement. It just played out with that fear of same old, same old for me, which is probably worse than anything else. You know, I'd rather have that rollercoaster emotion of not knowing what's going on. But, mm. yeah, bit shit, really. But how about you, Connor? How, 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 are, you, uh, how are you doing? How are you coping, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, it's like, just hearing, listening to you guys talk makes me feel a bit better because I think I've been a bit more down on us than, than you lot. But um, yeah, just sort of echo what Ben says. It's just been a bit like, there's nothing. I think it was the worst North London derby I've ever seen. I think the fans not yeah. being there made a huge difference. Um, but for me, it was just like, I texted a mate, an Arsenal mate, on the 23rd of February, and he because he got talking about the derby. And I said, this is how it'll go. We'll win our next five or six games on the bounce, get a full sense of security turn up to you lot and completely underwhelm and that's the frustration for me it was just predictable yeah okay. and I think like the beauty of football is that we should be talking about the fact that Lamella scored arguably one of the best goals of all time <laughs> and it's, it's become like a fucking irrelevance like it's just... yeah, that, yeah that is that is that is a shame but also the beauty of football as well so something you know, like you know, you know, in Fight Club, where he just beats the fuck out of that bloke who's like got blonde hair and he's good looking, and he's just, I just want to smash something beautiful. I wanted to, <laughs> yes. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. That's football. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought yesterday's game was Lamella's career, Spurs career summed up, wasn't it? It was that Rabona and the shithousery to get himself sent off, and and you know, the only thing was he's he's not he's come out of the game not injured for ten weeks. Indeed, you know I mean? indeed. So it's just frustrating. Right, okay, we've got a message from Leo. He says, after last week's shamble of a quiz, it's only right that we atone for what was a rather... atone with what is rather a challenging quiz and one which isn't really a valid measurement of your Tottenham knowledge, but mostly about your educated guess. (laughs) Following... Oh, wow. (laughs) Following Eric Lamella's red card yesterday... I thought we could test your knowledge on the history of Spurs' disciplinary record. There have been moments in the old quizzes where the quizmasters answered have been different than the ones that were questioned. And T even called me Mike Dean a few weeks ago. I was happy with that, he says. Therefore, the referee's word is final. Any dissent will result in a sending off and you'll be banned for three pods. No appeal allowed, no VAR. Um, okay, he is kind of asserting his authority. I'm not sure he has that authority if he can do that. <laughs> but <laughs> Leo is, you know, he is the quiz king, so he, what he says goes. Right. Back to get quizzical. Quizzical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think man are smart. Come quiz. Think man are big. Come quiz. Think man are you with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Think man are smart. Hey, come we quiz. Think man are big. Can we quiz? Big man, are you with the knowledge for this? Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Can we quiz them, bruv? Pussy.
Question number one for you, Connor. Nice and easy yes. start. Who is the only player to have been sent off this season for Spurs? Only other player before Lamella. Oh, oh Jesus. It's a nice easy start. Hang on. Is it Son? Is it incorrect? It was Matt Doherty versus Leeds. Uh, ben. Yeah, it's completely escaped me. Also an easy one for you. Who was our most sent-off player last season? Huh. Son. That's correct. Connor, you, uh, that was that was a huh of the That's sense. a setup right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. They're both easy. Both easy. Uh, number two, how many red cards for you, Connor? How many red cards have we received in the Premier League era? Only in the Premier League. Three either way. So since 1992, how many red cards have we had? Three either way. I'll say 74. Oh, so close. So close. It's the best sexual position, 69. <laughs> oh, Sorry, mate, that was close. Continue. Well, what, what's your favourite sexual position? I'm pretty standard, mate. I like missionary or, um, or doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like whatever, whatever floats. So no, I, like through my years, uh, as I've experimented through the years, I've gone done some mental stuff. But missionary, yeah. it, it does stack up. Rick, what's your favourite sexual position? Uh, doggy. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. yeah. Billy, do you want to add 69 anything? Is, there's, there's, an, there's an element of sensitivity with sixty-nine for me. I don't know about you boys. <laughs> you, you get too excited and start thrusting too hard. Uh, Billy Billy, Billy, anything to add good (laughs) (laughs) Ben says the lot alright we'll carry on Uh, okay Ben your question so your what's the score sorry I've forgotten already Rick Uh, 1-0 Ben Dog 1-0 Ben Dog Uh, number 2 for you Ben Uh, how many yellows have we received in the Premier League 50 either way. You can get 50 either way. One thousand two hundred and thirty-three. It's not a bad shout, but you're about four hundred out. One thousand six hundred and twenty-three. Uh, Connor, to level it up. Nine players were booked in the Battle of Bridge. Can you name four of them? Uh, Eric Dyer. Correct. Eric Lamella. Correct. Moose to Dembele. Correct. Danny Rose. Is correct. You also could have had Vertonghen, Walker, Eriksen, Kane and Mason. Uh, I get sent off that day. <laughs> I thought we should have had about four sent off. Uh, yeah. three, so that's one all. Three, Ben. Uh, including yesterday, how many times has Eric Lamella been sent off for Spurs? Including Once. yesterday. It's the only time. That's quite easy. Uh, so that's 2-1 uh, Connor 4 uh, Gareth Bale has only received one red card for Spurs who was it against the clue is it was in 2008 and Michael Dawson was also sent off in that game oh. uh, I'd have to say Chelsea Stoke City oh, ben, oh you... god yeah of course it was 
if you, yeah. if you, that's the one with Gomez. Remember, he had to be taken, he cried or something because yeah. he couldn't cope with how many crosses for coming into the box. <laughs> 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 and Chorluka got taken out in an ambulance. Mental game. Uh, four, Ben, if you get this, you get, you're, 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 you're the winner and you take on, on. Yeah, you take on whoever wants to insult you the most next week. <laughs> if you lose it, Connor can equalise. So, uh, number four, which former Spurs player received the sixth most yellow cards in Premier League history? The sixth most yellow cards in Premier League history. 92 yellows. What the fuck? No, forget that, what I said. The sixth most yellow, yellow cards in, in, in Premier League history. I don't know, maybe that's correct. Apparently, this player has 92 yellow cards in his 92 career. 92 Premier League? Fucking In his career. Uh, that, that seems like a lot. I don't think it helps anyway. Even even if it's 92 or 158, it doesn't really matter. Who the fuck have we had this that day? Uh... It's not just us, though. It's, it's, it's the type of player he is. And he played for All us. Right, Flav, Jesus. Sorry, sorry, Connor. <laughs> you're right, you're right, Connor. Oh, do, do you know who it is? I think I do, yeah. <laughs> no. If you, honestly, if you can get this, I'll give you a point. Is in, it could, right. No, it's never going to be that. Oh, Come on. I, but I might take a point off you for that. That's a terrible answer. Uh, <laughs> um, just, just, just to satisfy my curiosity, who, who do you think it is, Connor? Michael Brown. I was going to say Michael that's Brown. That's a great shout. It's also not Michael Brown. It's Scott I was Parker. Say, for, oh, Scott. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Apparently, ninety-two. See, I always he was with us for so long. Ninety-two. You know, where's his uh, Premier League career? All right, so Connor, you've got to get this correct. Uh, yeah. Who received more red cards as a Spurs player? Zakora or Palacios? Ooh. I say Zakora. It's correct. Zakora had two. Palacios had only one. Um, ben, you have to get this correct if you want to win. If you don't, it's a draw, and I don't have a tiebreaker question. <laughs> <laughs> So, so can't change hands draw, yeah? No, no, he can, he can. I'll just Google Wikipedia Tottenham, <laughs> as is the Fighting Cock way, and I'll think something up very quickly. Um, okay, so, Ben, here's your question. Uh, number five, same question for you. Who has more red cards as a Spurs player, Sandro or Cabal? Cabal. Ball has four red cards. Sandro has no red cards. Ben is the oh, winner of the world's hardest and most difficult uh, uh, and sort of really shit Tottenham Hotspur quiz. I feel embarrassed after that <laughs> Edgar David's answer, to be fair. Like, you know, You're right, actually. Actually, actually, Connor is the winner. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, fair play to you, Ben. Uh, we've got to find uh, a, a competitor to, to go up against you. I think there, there is a... There, there is a realm in the in the future where we can have like a knockout round robin sort of world's hardest Tottenham Hotspur quiz with you, Ben, Connor, uh, Jimmy Riggle, Felonius, Alex from Bristol. I feel like that could be a, a nice little knockout competition. How about the winner of that? You set us up with someone from that other podcast. What's the other podcast? No, the one I'm talking about. What the last word on? What we're uh, Ricky, Ricky Sachs. In the final. Yeah, get him out, 
All right, we'll see. I think that's stadium, like the stadium nonsense. His name? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. But if you, if you get to if we win this, whoever wins that knockout competition, then there is a um, world club championship, a world pod championship versus Ricky Sacked. Maybe uh, I'm not sure they'd ever agree to do that. Anyway, uh, well done, Ben. Congratulations. Uh, if if you want to take part in this quiz, because we we're running out of people, we we don't have a huge amount of people. People might be listening to this going, "I'd love to take part, but I'd never get a chance." And there are some people that have DM me ages ago that we didn't get back to. But if you want to take Ben on next week, you ha- you can just DM me and say, "I want to take Ben on," but you have to insult him. <laughs> You've got to think of the worst thing you could possibly say and just DM me at Flav underscore Bateman or at Love the Shirt. Both the DMs are open. The way to get in is offer the best insults. We will read it out next week before you get on, <laughs> on the pod. All right, um, boys, uh, Billy, Ricky, thanks so much for coming on. I know it's been difficult. It's fucking hard talking about Spurs after the game, but, you know, we'll never be fucking there. Mate. We, we got a front end. We fuck up the Spurs. Fuck them. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't change it. wouldn't change it for the world. Ben, Connor, thank you so much. Connor, we have to bid you uh, a farewell for now, um, but I'm sure we'll hear from you very soon. Uh, ben, congratulations. Yeah, see you, Cheers, pal. Well All right. Corner, All the best. Yeah, and well done, uh, up the Spurs. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock! A camel Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. 
On the same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.